Making waves. 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 This is the Making Waves VO Podcast with Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. Welcome to the Making Waves VO Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by Full Compass and FullCompass.com. We know VO. <laughs> we have a great guest today on the Making Rates VO podcast. It's Karin Gilfrey. Hey. Karin. Woo. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Karin is a voice actor. She is one of the founders. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're one of the founders of Nava, right? Yes. And uh, you do so many other things. You're a you're a singer. You uh, you lead groups to go on vacation for voiceover. <laughs> yes. All these things. <laughs> Um, you doing good today? I'm doing so good today. I'm I'm in a real. I, I slept really well. My kids didn't bother me in the night. No one wet the bed. It was oh, a we're going to talk about kids later. <laughs> Trust me. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Please, and my wife please. will talk to you about people wetting the bed. I'm not saying any names, <laughs> but you know, sometimes the bourbon. No, I'm just. <laughs> you got to lay off the lunesta, you know. <laughs> yeah. <that kinda. laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, Karin, um, we're talking. We want to talk first off today about the not- the voiceover survey. And I have filled this out in the past. And I, you know, every time I see it, I will fill it out because I think it is a a great thing uh, for the voiceover uh, industry. Will you? Uh, talk to uh on that about the yes. survey what's going on tell us what's happening what's it all about so you know valentine's day is coming up and i always tell people that data is my love language <laughs> and <laughs> and uh i you know a, a few years ago in 2021 kind of in the middle of pandemic land um I just thought it would be really great to get to kind of like a temperature check on the voiceover industry. So I started the VO survey with uh, some people from my Facebook group, Voice Actors of NYC, because we just wanted to get a good sense of what the voiceover industry is made up of. You know, there are so many people who do so many different things in our industry, from union voice actors who only work on animation to people whose entire livelihood is made up uh with audiobooks. Um, And so we wanted to just get a sense of what the voiceover industry looks like, Um, how many new people were coming into the industry, you know, how many veterans we had, how many professionals, intermediate, beginners. So we started this survey. And the first year we had about 1,200 responses. And it gave us a really good idea of all of the things that I just talked about. I mean, it's really kind of like a voiceover yeah. census. Yeah, that's um, a solid, solid census there. Yeah. We ask questions like, um, you know, where do you where do you live? Do you have a professional home studio? Do you have an agent? Do you have more than one agent? And then the thing that has been kind of most interesting to me is asking people, how much money mm-hmm. they made in the previous year and how much money they made this year. And then seeing how that correlates to time spent in the industry, whether or not you are uh, a member of SAG-AFTRA, uh, where you live, et cetera, et cetera. We can do all of these kind of deep dives into the data, um, though in the past we haven't published all of the different uh, kind of deep dives. We've published the results, union, non-union, and FICOR, and beginner, intermediate, and pro. But um, 
we have the data set for three different surveys, or we will when this one's done. Um, so if anyone really wants to, you know, ask us to give them specific information about things, we can try and see if we can make that happen for you. But but again, the survey is completely anonymous, and we have promised to everyone taking the survey that we would never release the individual results. So you'll see the re- results as groups of people, but you'll never see one person's answers all the way across the board. And I and everyone who works on the survey has no idea who anyone is. We don't collect IP addresses. We don't collect email addresses. So it's completely blind on our side as well. It's not that I have the information and I'm not releasing it. I don't even know the information. You know what I like about that too? Um, The past couple of years, it's like you think that you're having a really, really tough year and you look at the results and think, you know what? I'm like, I'm average right now. And it it just makes you feel better about things. Don't go anywhere. The Making Waves VO podcast returns in a moment. Full Compass is your one-stop destination for cutting-edge audio, video, and lighting solutions. With nearly 50 years of industry expertise, we offer a vast selection of high-quality equipment from microphones, recording interfaces, and software to audio accessories, monitors, headphones, and other pieces to help you find your ideal sound. Our trained product experts are here to help every step of the way with unmatched customer service. You'll also get free same-day shipping, flexible financing options, and a low price guarantee. Visit us online at fullcompass.com or call 800-356-5844 today. And now, back to Making Waves. So this year, the survey is being... um, hosted by NAVA and and coordinated by NAVA, which is really great because um, I think NAVA has a, a level of reach into the industry now that we, that I never had myself previously with my little group from Voice Actors of NYC. <laughs> so um, doing it through NAVA, I think, is going to give us even better results than we've had in the past. We already, the survey's only been out for three days. It closes on February 15th, and we already have um, 1,400 responses, which is more than we've ever had in any year. So the data is going to be very good with lots of lots of people taking part. And what's really incredible to me and shows me that we have a really good data set is that I've been tracking the results. And from the 250th response to now, the 1,400th response about, all, everything looks exactly the same. There have been no there have been no huge shifts in the results. So that to me says that the results that we have for this year are very accurate. And as long as there aren't any big shifts, like we get a bunch of random beginners answering the questions or um, a bunch of people that that we didn't expect, um, I think the results should be about the same. And uh, that'll show us we have a good data set. Love that. Um, it, yeah. It's it's funny. I pulled it up right here, and I'm going to I'm going to start mine like right now. Yeah, right here. do it. Um, and you're going so, to tell us all your answers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Just, I'm just, just I'm going organic. Uh, Novavoices.org, and you uh, click on resources, and then you it's the uh, second from the bottom. So the state of the voiceover serv- uh, state of voiceover in 2024. Words, words, words. Anonymous will remain anonymous, not shared. Blah blah blah. All right, let's go to question number one. Oh, this is easy. How long have you been a voice actor, Kevin? 15 plus years. 
How, let's see, uh, what level There's a you... lot of questions. It's going to take at least like seven minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll do you. Now you say five. You say five, five to seven. Karen. Five to seven. <laughs> Kevin talks What fast. level would you consider yourself? <laughs> professional. Uh, awesome professional. If that was a category, that's what I'd put. Do you do voiceover full-time, part-time as a hobby? Full-time and then some. To expand on the above question, approximately how many hours do you put into voiceover sessions, auditioning, marketing, business development per week? Uh, yeah, 31 to 40 plus. Where do you currently live? Nash Vegas. Um, they don't have Nash Vegas <laughs> no, on here. No, I had well, to write well, Nash well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's stuff like that. Uh, if you live somewhere else other than the cities, the you know where do you live? And what languages do you do voice over most, most often? Uh, when you consider your overall performing career, are you primarily a voice? Oh, I like this. Primarily a voice actor. Primarily on camera. Primarily a stage actor or performer. Primarily a musician. Primarily a social media YouTube content creator. Are you? SAG after a FICOR non union. Uh, da, 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 da. So, um, yeah, uh, these are the kinds of things. Do you have a professional home studio, just like Karin said? Uh, in the past 12 months, how many recording sessions took place in person in a studio outside of your home, et cetera, et cetera? Source Connect. Yeah, so this question is really interesting because I can tell you right now that from the results we have right now, over 50% of people say that they have done no sessions outside of their home. Wow. In the last year. Wow. That's isn't that interesting. And I really think the pandemic has changed our industry forever. The only people that I know that go to sessions in studio anymore are really people who do specific genres. uh, And specifically, those genres are animation and video games. If you don't do animation and video games, there really isn't a good reason why, if you have a professional home studio, you would do a session outside of your professional home studio. Maybe also dubbing mm-hmm. or loop, looping an ADR. Um, but those are really the only reasons. Well, you live in L.A. now. Do you do you go to sessions? I do. It, so in the past year, I've been to five to ten sessions, I would say, outside my home. And that's only because I worked on a couple of video games that required me to be in studio. And if you don't know, if you don't work in video games often... The reason why they want you in studio, there are a few reasons, but one of the main reasons is that video games are so, so secret. Mm -hmm. You don't even know what game you're working on half the time when you get to the studio to do the session. It's under a code name. You don't get the script in advance. You show up and they're like, congratulations, you're in Zelda 5 or whatever. And, And you're like, what? This is amazing. But you can't say anything about it. You have to leave your phone outside wow. of the recording studio. You can't. They don't give you a paper script because you might take it home. It's all on a screen. And sometimes they don't even tell you. Sometimes they say you're working under project name Magic Sword and uh, <laughs> and you have no idea what it is. But they tell you like, oh, this is like some like medieval land with elves and things. And so keep that in mind. And these are the lines. And then... The game comes out and then your IMDb page gets updated and you're like, whoa, I was in Zelda 4, <laughs> 7. <laughs> um, and you don't even know. So they need you to be in studio for that. And then also in video games, there's a lot of dynamic range. And if you're screaming and then speaking quietly and then screaming again and then speaking quietly again, as an actor, you don't really want to have to be futzing with your gain. and Yeah. 
trying to figure out your levels and everything, it's much better to have another person do that for you so you can just focus on the performance. And then also they want everyone to sound like they're in the same world. So if they all record in the same studio, that that makes it sound like they're in the same world. This is Katie Lee, and you've got the best VO podcast in all of the land right here. The Making Waves VO podcast with Kevin and Bobby. Enjoy. So the survey has to be in by the 15th of February. And you yes. go to nava.org to take it. Navavoices.org. Yeah. Let's talk about Nava a little bit more because it's sure. so How many members are there now? We have over a thousand members now. Wow. We're That's so, it's so exciting. Thank you. Thank very, you. Very, very cool. Yeah. And you guys do webinars. Um, people love the, the insurance part of it. Yeah. That was the main reason I joined, by the way, was yeah. to check out the healthcare uh, yeah. thing that was going on. So. That's how Nava really started. Um, during the pandemic, when SAG-AFTRA raised their qualifying minimums, so if you were a SAG-AFTRA member, you had to make initially around $17,500 to qualify for the lowest tier of health insurance, and they upped it to about $24,000 um, in 2020. <laughs> when that happened and a lot of our friends lost their health insurance coverage, Tim and I, uh, Tim Friedlander and I, kind of thought like, well, what can we do? Is there a way that if we form an association or if we formed a union, is it possible to form a voice actors union? Um, we determined that was not possible, and nor did we really want to form a union because SAG-AFTRA really covers what we need covered for our yeah. um, job. But uh, we thought if we formed an association, would it be possible to offer health insurance to people? And we got every answer out there. No, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely not. We're not sure. It's never been done before. Oh, yes, it has been done. But <laughs> so we spent about a year and a half trying to figure out if it was even possible. And we discovered that it was possible. Um, and we became, to our knowledge, the first association to offer health insurance to its members in the United States. Wow. Congratulations. Thank That's you. so cool. Thank you. Um, but cool. since then, what's amazing is that there are other groups that have discovered this kind of like workaround way to offer health insurance for an association. And so other groups have started offering health insurance the same way that we did. Specifically, um, I used to be an opera singer, and so I have a lot of friends in opera. And my friend Alex Fletcher, who's an opera manager, put together an opera singer's health insurance uh, group. And so now there are a bunch of opera singers in the country that that qualify for for health insurance that didn't before, which is very cool. Love it, love it. And then you offer the the webinars. You you um, just a lot a lot of just discussions too. Yeah, um, it's it's such a great outlet, and we're so happy that you guys put this together. Thank you. We we try to do as much as we can. Of course, all of us who are on the board and who are um, running Nava also have our own voiceover careers and many of us have a few different businesses that we're that we're working on um or a lot of our board members are also involved um in SAG-AFTRA SAG-AFTRA negotiating committees and things like that so we all have lots of stuff that we're doing all the time but we do our best to 
get as much out there as possible. Speaking of that, and I haven't gone through the whole survey, uh, but what about the fringe areas of voiceover? For instance, I do uh, a lot of production. Um, I've been producing mm-hmm. stuff since my radio days um, and you know, still do a lot of production, which adds up to my income. Do you have questions like that, uh, ancillary areas uh, of voiceover within the survey about what people are doing? We don't, not, not this year, um, and we haven't in the past either. We've been asking specifically about the income that you earn from voiceover only. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of people do, you know, they coach or they make demos or they do production or they do things that are related to voiceover, but but we're talking specifically about the income that you earn just from voiceover. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. That's that's a great answer because I was just curious. And that, that keeps it clean and neat and it just hyper-focuses yeah. on the VO aspect. Yeah, we could ask another question, you know, m- you know, something like, do you earn any income outside of voiceover that's voiceover related, for example, production, demos, coaching, et cetera? Do you coach, Karin? I I don't, only because I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to do individual coachings, but I love teaching classes. A class is it's just such a it's a great, fun environment and it gives me a lot of energy and I love, you know, helping people and and coaching in that way, but I don't really have time for individual one-hour coaching sessions during the week. And so I don't want to offer that to people and then have to reschedule all the time and yeah. feel like I'm not giving them my my best and full attention. This is the Making Waves VO Podcast with Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. I'm George Washington III, voice actor, and I know they appreciate you listening. So you were uh, talking a few minutes ago about having an opera background. So... Did you go from singing into voiceover uh, or acting in between? What what was your path? Yeah, I started as a musical theater kid. I did shows. Well, I guess I should first say that I come from a family of performers. My dad is uh, an opera singer. His dad was um, an army band conductor and conducted high school bands. And my mom's family is very musical. My my mom's mom used to sing backup for Johnny Mathis. Oh, cool. So we have like a whole we have a whole family history of being performers. You either in my family, you can either be a performer or a cop or a teacher. And a teacher is basically like a, a cop and a performer combined. <laughs> um, <laughs> you only get three choices. Um, but uh, so I, I basically went into the family business of opera singing, but having a background in, in kind of musical theater and stage performing. And opera was just so intense. I... It kind of took away my love of performing because it was so technical. Being an opera singer is like being a professional ballet dancer in that you have to be in top form at all times, constantly coaching, constantly taking voice lessons, constantly practicing. Um, And the art form is just so intense. And so after a few years of singing professionally, I just decided that I needed to get out of it and do something else. You wanted to come with us lazy voice actors, right? Yes. (laughs) But I also, you know, in opera, I felt like I felt like all of the parts of my personality were not being served. Like I am an organizer. I love organizing groups of people. I love organizing events. I love getting 
things together for others. And I have kind of a director personality. And I wasn't able to do anything with that in opera where I was only allowed to sing and do what I was told. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm a creator and I wasn't allowed to create in the same way that I can do now when I was in opera. So I started in voiceover um, by by narrating audiobooks. And I spent about two years narrating audiobooks exclusively. And then I discovered there was this whole other world of voiceover where I could do commercials and corporate videos and video games and all kinds of other stuff. And so I kind of jumped into that with both feet after two years of doing just audiobooks. And I just loved it. I love running my own business. I love I just love every everything about the job, the acting, the business side, everything, the people. The people, people are awesome. Are the and the Making Ways Video Podcast will be right back. Hi, hello, greetings, salutations, howdy. This is Rob Reed, Austin-based voice actor, and you're listening to the Making Waves VO Podcast with Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. Oh, Bobby, I remember getting into voiceover, and I'm, you know, one of the most exciting parts about getting into voiceover is buying all the gear. You don't realize that until you become a voice actor and you got to produce your own stuff, and you go, ooh, this part should be fun, but then you go, I have not a clue on what I'm supposed to buy. <laughs> exactly. That's why you trust your good friends at Full Compass, fullcompass.com. They know VO there, and you're going to have a great selection of pro audio gear, and you're going to get a lot of good help. And there's uh, a lot of good uh, attributes that go along with buying from Full Compass. Yeah, so if you're not really sure which, when you got the piece of equipment, and you have questions about it, they have a free two-year service or repair plan. They have free shipping on orders over $49. I love that. I think my favorite thing is the low price guarantee because you just never know. You, you said a second ago that you know, you're getting into this and you don't know what you need, but how about, do you know if you're paying the right price for it? So you don't have to worry about that when you shop at fullcompass.com. They'll guarantee to match the price on the products they sell for new, identical, and immediately available products offered at a lower price. They have flexible financing, Bobby, and they also have free <laughs> expert assistance. And that's why we say we know VO at Full Compass. Everything from microphones to interfaces to headphones to mic booms, they've got it. If you have any questions and you're more old school and you want to call them on the phone, you can call Full Compass at 800-356-5844. Full Compass and fullcompass.com. We know VO. Making Waves returns. Some are the worst. <laughs> it's speaking of that. Um, uh, only very few are the worst. But yes. Here we go with a segue. So yes, please. Let's, 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 let's rewind time. Insert rewind sound effect here. Um, we, <laughs> I started receiving these bizarre emails in the middle oh, of yes. the night, and oh, I no. shared them immediately <laughs> with Bobby. Bobby is my work mm -hmm. wife, and we, we do a lot of work together. We work on, you know, automotive stuff together. We do the podcast together, and we just, you know, there's a lot of things uh, that we work on together. And so I was like, Bobby, look at this cryptic email that I got. Um, and it was from, I'm going to say the name, Sabrina. You may. Sabrina Farrows. Sabrina yes. Farrows and I searched high and low on the interwebs for a Sabrina Farrows. Now, I, I, st I still have the, the emails. I just did a search in my Gmail to find Sabrina Farrows, my very first 
uh, email that I got was at 3.37 a.m. on wow. March 17th in 2022. Is mad at you and Bobby. You both didn't book, but still should have kept paying. He's a What did you expect? Ooh. And that was it. That was it. And yeah. it came from SabrinaFarrows1 at gmail.com. And I wrote back because I wanted to tickle that. Uh, I wanted to tickle. The troll? Yeah, I wanted to tickle the <laughs> troll. Tickle the troll. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me know. Have we met before? Got my reply. No, we haven't. Forget about I hear he's repping some of the big names like for free just so he can market his agency as repping big name talent. The man is an egotistical, money-hungry a wow. P.S. car, and Bobby and I did book. Yeah. We did book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where this clown got his info, but yeah, we were booking. Or her info. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. And and so, yeah, I, I wrote back finally, I appreciate all the information. I hope it's going well with you and your VO work. Please feel free to stay in touch. And that's the last email I got. And Karin, you, you were approached too? No, I actually... I was never I was never sent an email from Sabrina Farrows, but I, I ha- all of my friends were and I felt like I was the person in the middle of like, oh, my gosh, all of these people are somehow connected to me and I know them and they're my friends and I have a feeling I might know who this person is. And so I actually reached out to the person who I thought it was and asked them if it was them. And they they said, I can't believe that you would say that about me. And then they deleted all of their Facebook information, all of their website information, changed their name, and left voiceover forever. Literally what? 10 minutes after what? I had the conversation with them online. <laughs> but I, I do want to say that this person, as themselves on Facebook... The reason why I thought it was this person is because they made a few ranting Facebook posts that named exactly the people who had received Sabrina Farrow's emails. Really? Which was really strange to me and made me think, well, how come this person, who's a real person online, uh, has all the same gripes about things and people as Sabrina Farrow's does? Huh. I feel like I'm putting two and two together. And so I just asked them. A little detective. And then they (laughs) deleted all their stuff. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's crazy. crazy. So maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but that uh, is the chain of events. Never. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how Karen would be tied in with this person. Uh, I don't think I'm really tied in okay. in any way, except that I have a lot of friends who were affected by this, which made me just want to fix it. You know, like whatever I could do to try and make this person go away. But see, unfortunately... The person who deleted all their stuff and changed their name and everything um, did all of that. But then other people have still been getting Sabrina Farrow's emails like within the last four months. Really? Ooh. Yeah. There have been at least two more that were sent out on on the same night. Um, so maybe Sabrina Farrow's just had a moment where they were feeling like they needed to go break some things. <laughs> Oh, now can I read this one? Because <laughs> sure. it, it, it makes me swell with pride. Yes. Um, <laughs> because, okay, this is from Sabrina to on April 22nd, 2022 at 241 in the afternoon. You upload your DIY political demo one week ago and now you're claiming to have voiced two political ads? LOL. Dude, you're one of the biggest liars out there. Question emoji, question emoji. So many of us are talking about you. You are no Kevin Kilpatrick. <laughs> 
God. Maybe I like the Sabrina Ferros. I don't think you told me about that <laughs> oh one, Kev. Gosh. That's pretty interesting. Well, it's probably because you didn't respond. When you responded to Sabrina Ferros, you said, thank you so much for the information. Feel free to keep in touch. And then Sabrina right, Ferros was right. like, oh, maybe this Kevin person is not as bad as I thought he was. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Surf's up. It's the Making Waves VO podcast with Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. This is voice actor and studio owner Christy Bowen, and they appreciate you listening. You're going to be at VO Atlanta, right? Yes. I am so honored and excited that I'm literally doing seven things at VO Atlanta. Whoa. Wow. So maybe we won't meet you there. I have like 11 (laughs) hours of things to do at VO Atlanta. I'm teaching a commercial X session. I'm hosting a class about... about, uh, document or not documentary about a true crime narration called how to tell a murder story which i'm very Love excited it. about um i'm on a bunch of panels i'm on a parents panel i'm on um, an in-show narration panel i'm on a women power panel and then we're we're doing nava stuff at our booth and it's going to be such a fun time i'm i'm so excited they go to the yeah. parent thing yeah yes let's go to the parent thing yes because i have to if my dog barks, you know, I freak out here in the booth. How in the world do you get anything done with a couple? You, how old are your girls? They are now six and four. And oh they're so fun. I mean, the thing that people don't tell you about having kids is like your kids are literally you and your spouse, like walking around in the world. And if you like yourself and your spouse pretty much, you're like, wow, these people are the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> you hope it's not narcissism that you like your kids, but they're so. Do you go and give them a tablet or what? <laughs> uh, they so so. My husband and I both work from home, and he is very much in charge of the kids uh, from the time they get home from school until dinner time. I usually cook dinner, and then um, and then we put them to bed, and then I work after. So my schedule: I usually wake up around seven. We get them out the door by 7.45. I usually start sessions at 8. Sometimes if I have an East Coast client, I might start at 6 or 7, but usually I start at 8. I do all my sessions during the day. Um, My littlest one, my mom lives a mile away, and so she picks her up from preschool and spends the afternoon with her. My older one gets out at 2.45, and then my husband has them basically till 5, 5.30, and then we eat dinner and I put them to bed and then I work more. So it's a support team. It's basically. such a support team. And that is um, before we started recording, I was talking a little bit about how I moved from New York City in the middle of the pandemic. And that was one of the big reasons is that we just missed our family. I just missed my parents and I missed everyone. You know, I missed having that support system. And during the uh pandemic you couldn't have anyone outside your family in your house so when we moved to california we decided that my parents and my family and then eventually my sister moved five doors down which is great (laughs) um we decided we were all kind of a covid pod and we would hang out together but not with other people and so they were really our our support team and also my husband's mom moved from chicago to southern california and lives 20 minutes from us. So she was part oh, of our nice. pod, too. <laughs> you were just in um, 
Costa Rica, and I'm, yes. I'm assuming you're getting ready for vocation yes. while you're down there. Yes. So you want to plug it here? Sure. Uh, vocation this year. Vocation, first of all, is a conference that's dedicated to just how to run your business as a voice actor. There are no performance classes. Um, it's all just things about how to run a business because we all in school probably did not study how to run a small business. <laughs> I studied opera singing, so uh, I had no idea <laughs> how, to, how to do payroll taxes or whatever. Um, so that's what the conference is for. Uh, but since it's kind of a dry subject, we thought, why not have it in a tropical destination? So this year, Vocation is going to take place at Dreams Las Mareas in Costa Rica. And I, as part of our contract um, with the hotel, they required me, in quotation marks, to come down for a site visit, <laughs> <laughs> which was Love such it. an imposition. Um, yeah. And so I asked if I could bring my family, and they said yes. So we went um, down to the hotel to check out the property and see the place where the conference will be held and all of that stuff. So I get a good idea of uh, where we're going to have our networking nights and our you know, projector screen, et cetera, et cetera. And it is one of the coolest places I have ever been in my life. And I have traveled to lots of places. It's just wow. it's amazing. just awesome. And and the speakers we have this year are amazing. We have Jennifer Hale coming as our keynote speaker, um, who's just an absolute voiceover legend. We yeah. have Dave Walsh coming and Stefan Johnson is going to come teach us about social media. And there's just like all the ladies from VA for VO are coming to teach classes about productivity and workflow and all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be an awesome conference and I cannot wait. You have openings? We still have like, I think we still have five or six rooms left. I have a feeling that by the time VO Atlanta is over, um, we'll be sold out. I'm hoping. I mean, if we can sell out sooner, that would be great. But we still have a few. We have a few more rooms to sell. Hey, this is international award-winning voice actor Krista Walrock. And you're listening to the Making Waves VO podcast with Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. Do you still do opera? Do you still uh, sing or just for fun do anything? Well, no, but <laughs> my kids and I are part of this uh, community theater program. And we all just did The Wizard of Oz together uh, like a Aww. couple weeks ago. And I got to be the Wicked Witch of the West. And these of productions course. are like... You know, there were 200 people in the cast. It's like full costumes. The theater that we do it in seats like 3,000 people, lights, a live band. And as the Wicked Witch of the Le of the West, I got to fly on a wire, which was oh awesome. So I was like flying back and forth on my broomstick, cackling. Um, <laughs> Could we hear the cackle? Oh, it might be too. Zoom might cut it out. It might be too loud. <laughs> I have to turn off. I have to turn down my gain. I'll do it Stick for you. Stick your head out the booth. <laughs> and as for you, my fine lady, it's true I can't attend to you here and now as I'd like. But I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. <laughs> Love it. It's my favorite movie of all time. Love it. I have Love seen it. Wicked twice. Um when it's toured here in Nashville. Just just an amazing show. Can I ask one more question before yeah, we go? Yeah, you can ask Never. any questions you want. All of the questions. <laughs> just because I'm curious, and I this is 
been in my mind many times. I noticed that you have an AI bank. It was what with Vocal ID? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Does that work for you? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, can, can you embellish on it a little bit more? Okay. So, I used to tell voice actors, you know, it's really good to have like just a synthetic version of your voice ready to go for whatever someone might need it for. But that was until about a year ago when Eleven Labs came out with their public-facing um, voice clone option that they have, which is for $5 a month, you can upload a very short audio file and create a very believable synthetic version of your voice. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's very professional sounding. Since that happened... I really don't think there's any need for someone to have a synthetic version of their voice ready to go because all of us have a synthetic version of our voice ready to go. You just have to create a, a profile on Eleven Labs and pay $5 a month. Now, oh wow. Eleven Labs, I they are kind of the best and the worst of the synthetic voice companies because they are the company that people use most often for deep fakes and nefarious reasons because they're so easy to use. But also Eleven Labs, we've been talking to their CEO. Um, Nava has been talking to their CEO and people from their team almost from the very beginning last year when they released their their product to the public. They are very interested in hearing what we have to say. They're very interested in doing the right thing. They're also very interested in, you know, that kind of move fast and break things mentality that Silicon Valley and those kinds of folks have. Um, but I, I trust them more than some other companies because we have a direct line to them. I know that I can call their CEO or, or Tim can be in contact with their CEO you know, immediately if there's something that that happens. Um, and I know that they want to put security measures in place at some point um, to make it so that you can't just clone anyone's voice. They haven't done it yet. I don't know when they will do it, but it seems like something that might be on the horizon for them. So those are all good things. They say in their terms of service that if you have a profile on their site and you upload files to their site, they're not using your files to train their models and they're not keeping a synthetic version of your voice to use uh, for the public to use. So it seems like the way the terms of service stand now, you don't you're not giving away control if you create a voice. I have used my synthetic voice on Eleven Labs to audition a couple of times on Voice123. Uh, one of those auditions out of three auditions that I sent in booked. Um, and then Real Karin recorded the job the next Monday, I was traveling and I thought, oh, I'll just try this and see how it works. I, um, we were in Washington, D.C. with Nava and I was literally walking through the Senate building. And I had a client who I do um, in-show narration for contact me and say, oh, my gosh, we, we have this rewrite of this line. It has to go to air tonight. Like, we have to send it in tonight. Um, can you please re-record this one line? And I said, no, I'm so sorry. I'm literally walking through the Senate building right now. I, I can't go back to my hotel. But I could take all the files that I've recorded so far, use them to train 11 labs and create a synthetic version of my voice that you could use for this little pickup and it'll sound pretty good. And they said, please, whatever you need to do, just try it. And, and, I, and I said, if it doesn't work, I'll re-record tonight when I get back to my hotel. 
So that's what I did. And I created, I regenerated it three times so they would have, so they would have three different takes. I sent it to the producer and he was like, this sounds great. Awesome. We'll keep it. And it's wow. it's literally in the show. Yeah, for pickups like that, for auditions when you're on a plane, it can be extremely useful. And then also my voice on Vocal ID um, has been used a couple of times for jobs that I physically can't do as a human being. For example, my voice uh, is part of a weather service that can tell you what's happening at any time of day in any city in regards to the weather. And that's not something that human Karin can do. So they pay me a yearly licensing fee to keep my voice on that platform. And that's one of the things my synthetic voice does. Hang around. We'll be back shortly. Oh, Bobby, I remember getting into voiceover. And, um, you know, one of the most exciting parts about getting into voiceover is buying all the gear. You don't realize that until you become a voice actor and you got to produce your own stuff. And you go, ooh, this part should be fun. But then you go... I have not a clue on what I'm supposed to buy. <laughs> exactly. That's why you trust your good friends at Full Compass, fullcompass.com. They know VO there, and you're going to have a great selection of pro audio gear, and you're going to get a lot of good help. And there's uh, a lot of good uh, attributes that go along with buying from Full Compass. Yeah, so if you're not really sure which, when you got the piece of equipment, and you have questions about it, they have a free two-year service or repair plan. They have free shipping on orders over $49. I love that. I think my favorite thing is the low price guarantee because you just never know. You, you said a second ago that you know, you're getting into this and you don't know what you need, but how about, do you know if you're paying the right price for it? So you don't have to worry about that when you shop at fullcompass.com. They'll guarantee to match the price on the products they sell for new, identical, and immediately available products offered at a lower price. They have flexible financing, Bobby, and they also have free <laughs> expert assistance. And that's why we say we know VO at Full Compass. Everything from microphones to interfaces to headphones to mic booms, they've got it. If you have any questions and you're more old school and you want to call them on the phone, you can call Full Compass at 800-356-5844. Full Compass and fullcompass.com. We know VO. Making Waves returns. Do you get much uh, kickback on this, Karn? Like people saying you shouldn't be doing yeah, anything AI related? Yeah, people shade or anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think AI in general gets a lot of pushback. But the things that are most important to consider when you're thinking about having an AI voice or using your AI voice are consent control, and compensation. If you consent to having your voice made, you have control over what it does, and you're paid for what it does, then, you know, to me, those are the, that's the best, best case scenario. And if that voice can do something that you can't do as a human and that no human would be able to do, then you're not taking the work away from a human. You're just kind of augmenting your own abilities or getting paid for something that, you know, no one would be paid for before. So or or if you're aging, your your voice, you can record it and have it in the future and still have an income. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things that I did this past summer, my grandmother who's 93 was in the hospital and 
it was very touch and go. And we thought that she, we were going to lose her. You know, she's 93. So it it's we it's going to happen at some point. She recovered and she's fine now. But I asked her if I could record her voice in the hospital and I recorded it and I put it through 11 labs and it sounded exactly like her, but exactly like her sick in the hospital because these voice models, whatever you put in is what comes out. And so I was like, oh, this is like such a sad version of her voice. But Mm. I realized that because she's, you know, so old, I've been keeping her voicemails in my phone like since 2015. And so I had just like many, many minutes of her leaving me these really sweet, wonderful minute and a half, two minute long voicemails. And so I downloaded a few of those and I put those into Eleven Labs and out popped like this sweet, loving, wonderful version of my grandma that now, you know, I I have um, with her permission. I asked her. She said yes. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a great story. But it's kind of it's kind of cool. And, you know, I don't know what I would ever use it for, but it's it feels kind of nice to have it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, did you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> Karin, thank you so much. Karin Gilfrey, co-founder, vice president of NAVA, voice actor, teacher at VO Atlanta, and organizer of Vocation. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you for possible booking opportunities, how could they reach you, Karin? For booking opportunities? You never know. You never <laughs> That's know. That's great. Um, you can go to my website. It's KarinGilfrey.com. Karin, like car in the garage, C-A-R-I-N, Gilfrey, G-I-L-F-R-Y, dot com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Karin Gilfrey. And in all of my Facebook groups, Vocation, you can become a member of NAVA. There are lots of ways to find me. If you Google me, you'll find me, I'm sure. <laughs> Go fill out that survey. It's at navavoices.org yeah, and look under resources, and it's right there. And everybody get it filled out. Just a few days left to get it filled out, and that way we have knowledge, and knowledge is power. Yes. Thanks so much, Karen. Thank you both. This is great. This is great. Thank you so much. Well, that was certainly informative, Bobby. Learned a lot, got a little gossip. I wanted to see if she would uh, favor us with a little uh, La Boheme, but I didn't want to put her on the spot doing the opera stuff. (laughs) Are you kidding? We got the Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) I know. And Karin was here, too. But a bop! Hi, (laughs) Sorry, you are nowhere near the Wicked Witch of the West. I I also do... A You're Wicked like Witch of the West. Oh, do you? <laughs> yes. Well, we got to hear. We got to okay. compare and contrast. I got to open my door. Hang on a second. It would. It will blast out. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. What about the laugh? <laughs> oh, that is good. That is certainly worthy of Nashville Community Theater, Bobby. <laughs> oh. That was good. No, that was really good. Uh, um, no, but but you totally are more of a Glenda the Good Witch. You are such a Glenda the Good Witch. <laughs> Not bad, Sandy. Not <laughs> bad, Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Not bad, Sandy at all. Uh, well, um, this has been a great episode. Um, and we talked about so much stuff uh, voiceover related in this episode. But next week, we are going to have one of the... I'm going to... 
I'm going to call him one of the kindest guys in the business because he is so kind with his time. And I am talking about Emmett Andrews. Emmett Andrews. He has come to my rescue multiple times. And yeah, we'll just we'll learn all about him. He knows everything tech and he'll be our next guest. On He even wrote the book on it. Yeah, My goodness, exactly. yeah. And we're going to be talking with him next week. And uh, so uh, going to be peppering him with lots of technical questions and just find out about his voiceover production and tech world because he does all of those things. Coming Bobby, it was next. fun. Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, by the way, just a quick tease. Full Compass will be at Vio Atlanta. There will be swag. There yes. will be swag. That's all we're going to tease right now. Oh, um, but there's so much more. I want to tell everybody everything else. <laughs> yeah, the, there will be more. Um, and, and we will talk about that at length, uh, maybe next week. Okay, next on the Making Waves VO podcast. Brought to you by Full Compass, fullcompass.com. We know VO. Bye, Bobby. Bye. The Making Waves VO podcast is produced by K2 Media Productions with hosts Kevin Kilpatrick and Bobby Maxwell. Sound design and editing by Jason Traver. Production assistance by Lacey Deline. Publicity and social media by Shannon Scott and Silas Phillips. Be sure to subscribe to the Making Waves VO podcast on your favorite platform. For all episodes, merchandise, gear, and more, visit makingwavesvo.com. Until next time, I'm AJ McKay. Keep making waves. <laughs>